Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Here we are, Family Ran Podcast. We have some new equipment. I don't know if you'll hear any difference on your end, but it's super different on our end, so we're excited about it. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll link to uh, maybe we'll do a post about it on Instagram, and we can link to it so you can see how fancy it is. Melissa is amazing. She bought all the equipment, set up basically a podcasting studio. We each have our own microphones. We have headphones. I'm feeling real, real fancy, Melissa. Real <laughs> professional. If you guys don't know, Melissa is amazing. I was I was just acknowledging her to our kids, or I was I was talking to our kids on a road trip we just recently got back from to the Big Island. And I was telling him, you know, guys, your mom can just do anything. She can replace a garbage disposal. She can replace windshield wipers. She can do construction. She can make a meal for someone in need. She can sew. She can figure out technology. Melissa, you're just a real capable person. You can just do things. And you do it without complaining or making a big deal about it. Just make it look effortless. And she's handier than me. <laughs> Thank you. I think that I just am not afraid to try. I think that's what it just comes down to sometimes. And I just realize if I want to make it happen, I got to make it happen sometimes. If it's going to be, it's up to me. Something like that. And your dad's that way. Mm-hmm. He just does stuff. But with this stuff, all this um, podcasting equipment, I called the company that I bought it from. I bought it like two months ago and it's just been sitting here because I've been intimidated by it. And we were on the mainland for six weeks. And we were gone for a while. But I called the company once I pulled it all out and I was like, I have no clue how to put this together. <laughs> There's lots of switches and <laughs> dials. Again, we'll, we'll have to send a picture or post a picture to this episode. But I'm really not that handy. Basically, he had to walk me through step by step and I could tell in his voice he was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why do we sell products to people like yourself? <laughs> but it's here. It's together. Boom. Melissa's probably making it sound worse. She's probably the easiest customer he dealt with that day. <laughs> I doubt it. But today I wanted to talk about, so as Chris mentioned briefly a minute ago, he we just got back uh, yesterday, in fact, from a trip to the Big Island, which it's kind of confusing. I actually didn't really understand the names for all the islands till we moved here. The big island, it's the biggest island in the chain of the Hawaiian islands. And the name of it is actually Hawaii. So, but you can't, but all of the islands are called Hawaii. The Hawaiian islands. Yeah. That was always confusing to me too. So you call the biggest island named Hawaii. You actually just call it the big island. But it is the island of Hawaii. Yes. (laughs) Complicated. Not to be confused with the Hawaiian islands. Yes. So we went to the big Island because Chris got invited to go to a team roping event, which Chris loves team roping. Would you say it's been your dream kind of to rope here? Yeah. And have we ever shared to the listeners know that I grew up in a ranching rodeo family and I team rope? I don't know. So team roping is a rodeo 
event. One guy goes out and ropes the head. One, or I should, I said, I said guy, man or woman goes out and ropes the head of the cow. Another man or woman ropes the feet. It's a timed event. It's a team event. And I've done that for years. This is actually living here on the, on Oahu is the first time in a long time we haven't had horses, but I found some amazing people out here who rope. Yeah. And I got invited to go to the, over to the big Island. It was just like a dream come true to, to go. It's just so beautiful there. Like I was blown away by the big Island. We've been so up till now we've been on Oahu, Kauai, Maui, Lanai and the big Island. And for me, and I know it's probably cause I'm biased towards ranches and cattle and, but the big Island was the prettiest by far for me, especially up, kind of north where we went to the roping was in Waimea. There's these rolling hills. It looks like you're in like Switzerland or something, just cattle and pastures and the ocean. And so it was amazing, but we decided to tack on to the roping a family adventure. Yeah. So Chris was going to go out there and rope. The people he's found here to rope with are so excited to have Chris because he ropes, he's called a healer, which is someone that ropes the feet of the cow and they're so glad to have him because they're both headers and they're like, please come with us to the big Island and compete in this roping. And I didn't want to get left behind because I've never been, been to the big Island. So pretty soon it was, we're all going to the big Island and we're turning it into a little vacation. And I think, I, I don't know if we've said yet that what we wanted to talk about today was this idea of valuing experiences over things. Mm-hmm. And for us, like it, I think that's been a journey that we haven't always maybe, I, I wouldn't say that we consciously early on valued things more than experiences, but I think we were just kind of on default mode. We were just more accustomed to like acquire things and a nice house and nice cars and this idea of experiences and really creating experiences or just living life in a unique way was kind of foreign to us. Yeah. And I think we, we've put ourselves in positions the last several years to really live more that way where we do, I hope anyway, I would like to continue to value experiences over things. And what's that, what that has kind of looked like, especially since we moved to Hawaii last um, December, we really did get rid of most everything. The kids got to bring, we all got to bring a checked bag and a carry on and then a backpack. That's all we brought was what was in there. We shipped a few books. And I know we've talked about this before, but I think continuing to live that way as we've been in Hawaii has been really, really useful. And it's been hard at times too, though, wanting to, I think it's just our human nature, maybe not everyone, but at least for me to just acquire things. And, you know, we've been here coming up on a year and I just see like, you know, how, how that evolution from where we started to what we have now, even though we have been conscious knowing like, okay, I don't know how long we're going to be here. We don't want to acquire a lot of things. But it's just been, I don't know. I really liked living that way. Yeah, I think it's really freeing. I remember one time I was just getting started in my first career of commercial real estate. And I had a client who I was helping them buy a piece of land to build a building for their company. And I was just admiring what this what this guy had created. And he was telling me about, you know, I own a ranch in Mexico and I own a ranch here and I own some property there and I own an airplane, an airplane hangar. And I was just like, wow, like that's amazing. And I, you know, I was, I was sharing with him, I think I was like 25 I want to have that same thing and I want to own those types of things. And he just looked at me kind of half smiled and just said, well, just remember this, whatever you own owns a piece of you and owning all of these things isn't as glamorous as it might seem on the surface. And I never forgot that. Like whatever you own owns a piece of you. 
And I don't think the our intent behind this episode is to not have things that you want to have. It doesn't mean you can't have experiences and things, but more so why why we've learned to place value and why we strive to place more value on experiences than things. It was interesting when we were on the mainland, we were in Utah with some really awesome families. And two of the families were saying their biggest stress in their lives is their beautiful homes and some of the beautiful properties that they own in addition to their homes. And they love them. And it just brought up this just kind of cool conversation that we had that night of, yeah, what is what is like the most important, most valuable things? And I think Hawaii has just really helped us in a refreshing way, double down on experiences. And I remember being back in the mainland for two weeks this summer and already thinking, oh, well, maybe I need a bigger house and a nicer car. And, and it wasn't even conscious. Like I had to catch myself like, I don't care about having a bigger house. I don't care about having, what is that? Like, where is that programming coming from? Because I'm out here. This is my first time sharing this publicly, but my main mode of transportation is a beat up minivan. <laughs> <laughs> It's the first secrets out. This is the first time in a long time I've had a truck, and I don't know how I feel about that. But when I'm out here, it's I never even think about it. We have a, we have a beat up minivan, and we throw all the kids in and throw surfboards on top, and we go create experiences all around That's the island. The challenge of having five kids is if that fifth kid like puts you out of like truck possibility because you can't fit seven people in a as truck. a family vehicle. Yeah, Melissa, we really did not think that one through for <laughs> truck possibilities. It reminds me, though, of, you know, I heard a woman speaking recently, what you're saying reminds me of of it. She was talking about, she was just saying a lot of people feel stuck sometimes and that, and usually like energetically, they just feel stuck. And her advice was, hey, if you feel stuck, like start, start at a room in your house and start like getting rid of, getting rid of things, like move some of that, like it's physically going to be moving things, but she was talking about how energetically that's actually going to be starting to clear like space and move energy and free you up. And I just really love that. I had never thought about it really in that way before how it's, I just remember the process of us getting ready to move and how good it felt and how freeing it felt. And I just felt like it was getting rid of stuff, I guess, and that that felt good. But I think it was actually deeper than that. It was really evaluating. Yeah. What, what is important and looking even deeper than just you know, individual things. Yeah. We have a couple of families that have recently gone through a family brand and independent of each other, didn't know each other, but so we have, um, which by the way, super excited about our new family brand program that we're going to be launching here soon and releasing. I know we've talked about it once before, but when we, when we take a family through the family brand framework, we have them create values in seven core categories. And one of those categories is called we prioritize. And it's, it's really defining what is the value we're going to have as a family that really holds us accountable to always making our family a priority, like having a strong commitment to one another. And we had two families that both chose, you know, we value experiences over things, but they put their last name in front of it. So for example, Smith's value experiences over things. And it's just this reminder that holds them accountable, like a filter. And I agree that Hawaii was an opportunity for us. It wasn't just about getting rid of things. It was a bigger conversation of like, what do we value most? What's most important to us as a family? And it reminds me as I'm thinking about it, have you ever heard the analogy of the jar? And they have pebbles, rocks, and sand. Mm -hmm. And they demonstrate it by, they put the sand in first. Then, so you add the sand first, then the pebbles, you won't have any room for the rocks. But you take the same amount of materials and the exact same materials. And if you put the big rocks in first, then the pebbles, 
and then you pour the sand in, the sand fits in around and you can fit everything in the jar. And oftentimes I think that things are the sand, Mm -hmm. but if we fill up our calendars and our lives with so much sand, we have these massive like rocks, these big rocks, the things that are most meaningful to us that can't fit in. Like we just don't have, literally don't have the time or the space or the capacity to even just take them on. But if we prioritize the big rocks first, which is what's most meaningful to our family, what kind of experiences do we want to create together? What kind of relationships do we want to have? And you put those in the jar first and get really clear on that. Yeah, you can still add other things to the jar. You can still have like really like lots of great things that to me come in the form of like more of the pebbles and the sand, if that analogy makes any any sense. Yeah, it does. I've never obviously heard the analogy in that used in that way, but I like it. I think it totally works. I think for us too, we experimented. I think the first experiment we had with this was around summer vacations. Do you remember what caused us to start pushing kind of the boundaries of, hey, we've always gone for a week in the summer. Let's try, let's try two weeks. Like let's spend our money there. And then after two weeks, it was, hey, let's go for a month. I think it was just the heat. It gets so hot in Arizona, at least where we, we were living, like in the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix gets so hot during July. I think it was a walk maybe we were on one night and we just kind of hit both of us. We were complaining about how hot it was. And then it, it just hit both of us. Like we have a choice. <laughs> we, we don't have to be here in the summer we, or we don't have to be here as much. And I think that was our first experience of investing in experiences. Like let's go stay somewhere for two weeks. And then it was, let's go live somewhere for a month. And then let's go stay somewhere for two months or let's, let's basically be gone all summer long on these different like, one to three to four weeks stints. I think that was our first kind of like tiptoeing into, because it was an investment financially and time. But for us, it was just like, yeah, this is where I would rather spend. These are the big rocks. Yeah. The the experiences that I want to have with my, with my family. Yeah. And I'm thinking as we're coming into, um, it's kind of early to talk about Christmas, but is it, I don't know. But I always, I'm always thinking about this, you know, as we're coming into the holidays, I'm like, okay, how can I, my kids don't need any more things. How am I going to really live this? How am I going to give them experiences over things? And they'll still get some things for Christmas, but I don't, I think that's a really great opportunity to practice this firsthand. Yeah. When you say that, I mean, I, I think we have a desire, you and I to raise, I don't know the best way to say it, maybe like with well-rounded children who are not just not, not only are they not focused on themselves, but they just like have life experiences and they can speak to different views and different like people and cultures. They're just, you know, well-rounded in that sense. They can see different sides and different ideas other than their own. Yeah. I think oftentimes maybe the opposite of being well-rounded is just being singularly focused maybe on yourself. And it's just hitting me as we're talking about this now, when I spend a lot of time and money on things, often I can't help but think about, myself, especially if those things are for me or, and again, I'm not trying to make a case for that things are bad, but when I invest in experiences, it gives me like a bigger worldview. It gives me like a big, a greater perspective. I just think it's so powerful because I think a, a huge emphasis on things teaches our children to value things. That's where they see and place value. And I just, I mean, I just look at the, the trip we just did and it wasn't like an extravagant, like fancy trip. But I would say we invested in like really cool experiences and we didn't do any expensive like tours or anything like super touristy. We just kind of choose, chose our own adventure and did something a little bit different every day and stayed in these, there was this nice hotel we could have stayed in, in the national park, but we stayed in these little cabins that 
basically just had electricity and a, a light and a bed and no amenities and our kids just loved it. Yeah. The other thing that, that I think the, my favorite, maybe my favorite moment of the trip was we, we took the kids to this farmer's market in Hilo and it's just so interesting. Hawaii has so many different kinds of like fruits and vegetables that you wouldn't, I've never seen really anywhere else, but it was so fun for me to watch the kids walk through this farmer's market and be pointing out the different vegetables or fruits that they have tried since we've lived here and they haven't. And they're just so bright and colorful. And I don't know, I just had this moment where I was like, I'm so grateful that our kids have been able to have this experience, like walking through this, walking through this farmer's market, seeing all these different things and just being able to take it, to take it all in. But you don't have to go. That's one thing I want to emphasize. You don't have to go to Hawaii or you don't have to go anywhere Really, like I know we've given our kids some really cool experiences right in Phoenix, like just getting outside of our of our neighborhood or our normal normal routine, but giving them experiences that allow them to see more and do more than what they otherwise would, you know, on any given day. And I do think though it takes a little bit of intention and thinking differently. Even even just like date night as a couple. You can have a date night that's focused on a thing. Okay, let's go get dinner and go to a movie, right? And that's great. And you can have date nights that are focused on experiences, like let's experience something new. And I feel like you're really good at this, Melissa. What would you say to a family who is listening that's saying, yeah, I I would love to lean more into experiences as a family for myself, my marriage, my children. Where would you start? Yeah, that's a great question. I would start getting outside, first of all. I don't know. That's why that's just where my mind goes right now. I just think about a lot of cool experiences that we've had in a lot of them are exploring the outside around you. Like in in Phoenix, there's a, a river. It's called the Salt River. I think that has been really fun. Like either renting car kayaks, borrowing kayaks, just getting out there and exploring or adventuring, doing something different. Um, the other thing that's you know, or hikes or road trips. We've talked about road trips before. Just seeing new things. The other thing I would say that's coming to my mind is. We should do this more, but every time we've given our kids the opportunity to volunteer somewhere, um, like for example, we try to do this every year at um, a food bank in downtown Phoenix around Christmas or Thanksgiving, taking our kids there and letting them volunteer. I'm like, what a fantastic experience that is. Like the conversations we have afterwards, you know, as we're headed there during the course of the volunteering, such fantastic experience that I feel like is creating that well-rounded like child that you're talking about. Yeah. And it, I wouldn't have thought of that, but when you said the first one getting outside, I'm thinking, yeah, most of my favorite experiences that we've had as a family or you and I is, is outdoors. Melissa even planned when we were on the big Island one night, her and I went on this stargazing tour and saw the most amazing stars I've ever seen in my life. The most stars I've ever seen in my life. I guess the big Island, I didn't know it's one of the top 10 places in the world to do stargazing. And you can see some of the Southern Hemispheres stars. It's just like incredible. But, you know, that happened outside. And it's, it's something that normally we wouldn't do. So I think it is like get outside and look for new things to do and new things to try and explore. And I think it does have to be an intention too. For me, I get kind of bored doing the same thing over and over. So it's like honestly really easy for me to be like, let's try something new. But so it doesn't have to be as big of an intention for me. But I think especially if it doesn't, if it doesn't already come naturally to you, I think it would have to be an intention. Like let's go try new things. Let's 
value experiences over things and how are we going to do that? Yeah, and what's interesting in so much of the research we've read about families and strong families and successful families and connected families, when they ask adults later in life about their favorite memories as, as children, I've never read one in the thousands and thousands of pages of research or stories I've read where someone's favorite memory had anything to do with a thing. Mm-hmm. It's always a memory of an experience, a and tradition. Yeah, a, a, li- a little one, not like a big, like you're saying, big extravagant. It's just those little things yeah remembered yeah every year we'd go camping you know at this certain time of year or whatever it is i also think it might be useful to sit down as a family and just say what and melissa's really good about this again i think it just kind of comes natural to her it doesn't as much for me but melissa set our sits our family down pretty regularly and okay what do we want to experience this year as a family what do we want what kind of experiences we want to have this summer right and she makes the kind of a theme like okay this summer has a theme of experiences then recently with homeschooling, our three oldest, 14, 12, and nine homeschool, and Melissa sat down with them. And it wasn't like, what do you want to study? What subjects? That was a discussion that was had. But the first, it was from this place of, okay, what, do you, what do you want your experience of homeschool to be? What kind of experiences do you want to have? And I just, again, on this trip, tried to tell our kids how lucky they are to have a mom like Melissa who's willing to do that. Right now, while we're shooting this podcast, they are in Latie learning how to spearfish and learning how to play ukulele on the beach, (laughs) which is like, that's what they're doing for homeschool today. But it's big. And they're having those experiences. Again, I just, it it may be, you know, we've started doing field trip Thursdays where on Thursdays, our two youngest are first grade and preschool. We take the three oldest and field trip Thursdays. The only rule around field trip Thursdays is it has to be something we've never done before. And it's not, we're not going to go like shopping or we're not going to go look at stores. We're going to go, hike or kayak or surf or explore the get, get outside. Yeah. I think though, I don't know if this is true, but my suspicion is more people are probably hardwired like me than like you. And that it's just easy for me to do my routine. Easy for me to kind of just do what's familiar and consistent. I do think it requires some intention as a family. So maybe it's, maybe the great place to start is like, let's set an intention. Like Melissa said, let's get outside more. And just see what kind of experiences we can have. I also think it'd be really useful to sit down as a family and say, what kind of experiences do we want to have that would be new and that would be different? Yeah. And I want, I want to do this after, you know, after we stop recording for me, I am looking at Christmas right now for some reason, what, and I've always wanted to, but never actually pulled it off. I've heard of people doing this all the time, but not actually giving any gifts for Christmas and only providing an experience I think that would be really fun. Yeah, let's do it. I'd love to I'd love to experiment with that and try that as well. I'm trying to think, can I remember one gift that I was given as a Christmas present as a kid? I can remember a couple bigger ones like Sega Genesis or like a Super <laughs> Nintendo. But I re- remember way more like the traditions around it or things we did with cousins or like experiences in that way. So n- yeah, I think I think we really do as human beings. We do value experiences over things. It's just are we are we creating them? Yeah, because it's so easy just to, just like so many things in in our life, just stop like lose sight of what it is that we really value and what we really want because it just gets easy to not. I would also say coming off of the little trip we had to the Big Island, our favorite experiences because we asked each of our kids on the drive home, on the drive to the airport yesterday, everyone's favorite experience were the things that didn't cost any money. We went and hiked in these really big lava tubes that were amazing. 
It's just free. You just park and walk across the street and go in these huge lava tubes. There was this really big park with a really fun playground, like bigger than most in this little town, Waimea. And that was Trip and Indy's favorite part of the whole trip. Both of them. Was, yeah. And I actually had to watch myself. I was like, really? That was your favorite thing of all the things we did. But I'm like, no, like, that's great feedback. You know, it's not the big, the big things. I think there's something profound in that, though. Mm -hmm. Every single one of our kids from the tree sanctuary hike to the lava tubes to the playground, their favorite experiences, the things I remember the most were the things that we didn't spend any money on. I just think that's interesting. And I know we've talked about this in other podcasts, but we set our kids down a couple of years ago and asked them their favorite vacations of all time. And I think we've done some pretty fun trips, like some pretty fun vacations. The most expensive, extravagant, like Disney World, staying at a resort, those types didn't even show up on the top 10 or 15. It wasn't even on the list. It was camping. It was small town rodeos on the 4th of July. It was picking apples on the at the orchard on Mount Graham. It just... Those, yeah, time together, simple things. And most of them are outside. Yeah, true. Okay, create create for yourself this week. Maybe just ask your family, ask yourself, how can I create more, more, my life to be more experiences over things? See you next week. Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.